You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. For the next hour, you're listening to the Classic Auto Mall show and podcast. Broadcast from the Classic Auto Mall studio in Morgantown, Pennsylvania. Classic Auto Mall is a world-class facility conveniently located just an hour west of Philadelphia and houses 600 classic cars for sale and 300 barn finds on display. Be sure to check out more at ClassicAutoMall.com. Now on to the show with our host, President of Classic Auto Mall, Stuart Howden. And good morning. Welcome to the Classic Auto Mall podcast from the Classic Auto Mall studio in wonderful downtown, miserable, muggy, <laughs> foggy Saturday. Saturday, the 4th of March. Super wow. windy outside. Super it's windy. In like a lion. Not just regular windy, super windy. So <laughs> it's a different kind of windy. Well, you know, I take the turnpike on the right way here and I have a... Fairly low pro. Well, it's a Forester. We took the Forester to now. It's all over the road. Yeah, it's crazy, isn't it? How that? Think about those big trucks that are running down yeah. the road with the, you know the billboards on the side. Oh my goodness gracious, man! Those things are. I mean, you think the way the wind blows around a car? I can only imagine. I've never driven a semi. That's one thing I've never driven. That or seven forty seven. Right. Well, I, I, I don't drink anything bigger than a van. I get, I get a little nervous in. So. Yeah. Well, it's just because of that wind will just catch. I'm surprised some of these trailers in our lot haven't gotten knocked over. True. So anyway, it's March the 4th today. You'll first hear this on March the 11th. Amelia Island is going on as we speak. I should be there, but I had to go under the knife. You, you did. <laughs> I did. And I'm nothing serious. I'm good. I'm all good. You're it's good. all good. We're just look like you got beat up. Look like I got in a knife fight and I lost. Painfully, and I got a little spot on my face. It'll go away, though. And they said in eight to ten years. Eight to, eight to ten years? No, they said plenty of time. You know, a few months or whatever. So you know, it's just you got to sleep on one side. And, you know, that's a whole hip thing too. So do you wear a CPAP? Do you no, wear a mask? no, I Good do thing, not. Because yeah. that's right on oh, right that's where right. the strap would be. That'd be. Oh, that would be terrible. Yeah, yeah. Those are terrible anyway. I, yes, they are. I feel bad for anybody else to Thank wear. Thank you. Oh, you were fifteen years. I've been no kidding. Yep. Oh my. God. I don't fit the um, the I profile structural inside that's that's messed up. But yeah, yeah I'm, so, I'm fairly young and not over super overweight. So welcome back to Doctor Howden Show today. We're <laughs> we, <laughs> we, yeah, we discuss medical maladies and and, medical and, the jo- and the joy of getting old. <laughs> right, that's what it is. I'm telling you, the reason I don't go to the doctors because I don't want to go in there for the flu. And they say, oh, the flu's fine, but you have a brain tumor. Right. I'm like, no, I just came in for the flu. And as I said, I'm the total opposite. I go right. in for a headache, <laughs> thinking it's big, and I need to hear them say it's. Oh, not what you think it is. It's actually uh, you've burst a blood vessel in your head. Right. <laughs> Stay off the internet. That's that's lesson ah, number one. Oh, yeah. I never thought about that. How much time you spend on a screen and all that? Well, no, no. I mean medical. Oh, looking up your medical maladies. That's on, on the internet. That's here we go. I'm so sorry, guys. I hate that you're going to have to listen to this, but there we go. Now they send you your test results before you see the doctor. So if you go get a like blood work, yeah, on Tuesday, and then you see the doctor on Thursday, Wednesday, ding, 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 you get an email. Oh, and now I'm an expert at these things. I know how to read my PSA, my <laughs> testosterone, my whatever, whatever, right. whatever. It's like, oh my God. It's, and you know, they said, they told me, they said some people are better off not looking at, the, like, don't open the email before you come see the doctor because you could miss, obviously you could misdiagnose something. Mm-hmm. I mean, because A, you're not a doctor. And so, you know, one of those things. Anyway, fascinating. We could, we could do a whole show on medical yeah. stuff. But yeah. But, but this is a car show. So but this is cars. a fun car show. Our show and has nothing to do with medical blah blah blah. Wait, you know what? Sold a bunch of cars last week. Yes, big week. Where? Where? Where do they go exactly? Well, how about 
Lancaster, Pennsylvania, York, Pennsylvania, Sinking Spring, Pennsylvania, mm. Royal Oak, Michigan, Quaker City, Ohio, West Grove, Pennsylvania, Glen Mills, Pennsylvania, Houston, Texas, Lake Bluff, Illinois, or Noise if you mm-hmm. are a hillbilly, Arlington, Texas, Middleborough, Massachusetts, Havertown, Pennsylvania, Lewisburg, West Virginia, Clear Spring, Maryland, Barrington, New Jersey, Williamsburg, Virginia, Durham, North Carolina, Bronx, New York, Hortonville, Wisconsin, Ashland, Ohio. How many would that be? What was the one right before Ashland? Uh, Hortonville, Wisconsin. 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 So thirteen states. Thirteen states. Amazing. Yeah, isn't that crazy? It is. It is really. And there's you know a handful. I mean, we've had how many in Pennsylvania? We had one, two, three, four, five, six of the twenty mm-hmm. in Pennsylvania. And the least expensive car, seventy five hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. Most expensive car. Over a hundred thousand. Yeah, that's that's right. So we, in the, right yeah, in the wheelhouse. Yeah, right in our wheelhouse. What we liked, where we like to be. But we are uh, starting to get more and more expensive cars in. In addition to our bread and butter stuff, the the less expensive stuff. We we will never. It, it's not like we're trying to become something we aren't, or it's not like we're trying to become, mm-hmm. you know, all fancy cars or all high dollar cars or all of that. No, we like getting the higher dollar cars. Mm-hmm. They're fun and they make us more money, obviously, because they sell for more. But but we like those too. But we also like the entry level stuff. Yeah. Because it's, it's fun to see a, a start a guy in the hobby, uh, on a car that's in the, you know, $15,000 range and watch him progress through the, the, the trials and tribulations of that until they get up to, you know, they're in a 50 or $60,000 car. Well, you talked about like creating a little boutique area mm-hmm. here where the high end cars sit and, you know, you, special lighting or whatever. Yeah. Um, uh, is the Rob Report still around? Is that? It is. It's still around, actually. I get an email from them every day that tells me about stuff that I'll never be able to afford. Yeah, but I could see <laughs> us having a little presence there uh-huh. with the higher end stuff. Yeah. Or DuPont Registry is the same, right, right. same kind right. of way. Um, and we are actually clearing out this room, which is right behind us. If you've ever been to our facility, uh, when you enter in through the north, uh, on the left hand side, that is what we appropriately call the truck room because mm-hmm. it's full of that would be trucks. Trucks. There you go. Right. Three Broncos, by the way. Three Broncos. Classic Broncos. Yeah, classic Broncos. And a Weedman, 23 Weedman Chevrolet Camper, which is the, one of the coolest pieces right. in the building. Although the Depression era tractor is pretty darn cool. And this is, it's, it's hard to describe, but it's, it's, it's a, it's a tractor that somebody who had no money but mm. needed some way to farm to make a living built and it's got every kind of part that went that belonged to something else on this tractor to make it a working tractor and it's amazing mm. that the kind of level of anti-ingenuity if you will uh, to make this thing and to make it work and to make it provide a living for the mm. family so you know it's it, like a Johnny Cash song yeah, <laughs> yeah but what's happening with the truck room uh the truck room we are moving on out <laughs> heading on out uh we are taking all the barn finds out of there except for the most favorite piece in there the weedman camper mm-hmm. and we are going to determine once we move all those barn finds out of there what we're going to do with it we're moving about a hundred of my partner's barn finds out out of the building because we're running out of room. Mm-hmm. I'd say running out of room would be an understatement at best. We are out of room. So they're going to go back in a barn? They're going to go back in a warehouse. <laughs> and then, you know, because the whole idea to have this building was to have a place for him to put his, yeah. his barn finds. And now, Ironic, really. Now, now I've ruined that for him. So <laughs> thanks a lot. Anyway, um, so we're going to take those out and we're going to gain some space and Free up the mallways a little bit. We're a little tight in places and probably could use a little bit of breathing room. But we're talking about making a, you know, a high-end 
showroom here mm-hmm. when you first walk in on the left-hand side, what we call our truck room and, uh, and our studio is in and make it a high-end showroom that's got the higher dollar stuff that we have here. And, and understanding that that is just a small, minute mm-hmm. amount of space compared to what we have in the building. And sure. again, never going to get away from our beloved Corvettes and Camaros and Mustangs and Tri-5s. Tri-5s and El Caminos and the stuff that, you know, sells on a regular basis. But we do have more and more call and more and more consigners who want to bring us the higher end stuff. And so, mm-hmm. and some of that stuff is, you know, arguably worth, you know, the stuff that we're going to be getting will be worth half a million plus. Oh. So, you know, you have to, you have to treat a car like that a little bit differently. Right. Uh, right, wrong, or, uh, you know, doesn't, indifferent. indifferent. Yeah, yeah, thank you. <laughs> I couldn't think of that word for some reason. I could see carpet. I could see yeah, dark yeah. lighting, mood lighting, and, uh, <laughs> some incense machine, burning. Machine and <laughs> some incense burning. Cigar room. <laughs> Cigar room. Massage. <laughs> Massage parlor. Some, uh, simulators or simulators, <laughs> yeah. as we say, nuclear and simulators, yep. as we say in Tennessee. Um, so we're, we're, we're sussing it all out. Mm-hmm. We're also looking at doing some remodeling of the building as well too we're at 900 and what was it 922 no 922 it's that hard to believe isn't it mm-hmm. i mean it is. i remember it wasn't that long ago that you could stand in the center of our building and look 360 around you and there you wouldn't see but a handful of cars mm-hmm. and now each uh, mallway in addition to all the stores I mean, if you've never been here imagine a mall of any size and it's storefronts, but in each store is classic cars mm-hmm. or special interest and classic cars, I should say. And then the whole hallways, instead of kiosks selling you back massagers and back scratchers right. and a cell carous- phone repair and a carousel, carousel. Yeah. Uh, it is full of more cars. Yeah. It's cars, 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 cars. It is cars, cars, cars on cars. It's on cars, 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 cars. So um, we've been at a point lately within the last probably six months where we're just getting more and more cars, 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 cars mm-hmm. in. And uh, we don't want to say no. You can't. We can't. We talked about that last yeah. week. It's, you once can't. you say no, then you get the reputation that they're yeah. not accepting any yeah. cars. They're not accepting cars or you got to go mm-hmm. on a waiting list. And so – but what we are going to determine is – how many cars can we comfortably fit in the building that's that's you know reasonable amount have enough space to get around them completely you know all of that and what's that number and then what do we do if we're going to go above that number do we add on to the building what do we do you know well it becomes an issue for the public right what do you do with the public Mm -hmm. when they can't walk around the cars or it becomes a liability for them to walk sure, around the car. Sure. So we've got to figure all these things out. Right. All good problems to have. Yeah, by good the way. problems. Yeah. These are first world problems. <laughs> yeah. I mean if the problem was is that we have too much space mm-hmm. Then we got a real problem. So, and we do have two expo rooms down on the other end of the building, down towards the holiday, where we do car events and other events, gun shows and yep. sporting club shows and and banquets and things like that. But uh, you know, hopefully, uh, we'll figure all this out, uh, you know, sooner rather than later. Right. And uh, in the meantime, don't stop bringing your cars. That's right. We'll take them. Just come on. We're here, you know, Monday through Friday, nine to five. Wednesdays till eight. Saturdays nine to noon. Call us, get the paperwork sent to you ahead of time, and then email it back to us or mail it back to us, and then tell us. You don't even have to tell us. Just bring your car. Once you get the paperwork to us, you can bring it anytime. And no matter where it sits in this mall or the condition of your car or the value of it, it gets the same treatment 
as any other as the five hundred thousand dollar car that's going to be coming in. It just Ab- won't be in that room. Absolutely. And you know the thing about that is is that we talked about this last week as well. Your car is always front and center on the internet. Right. So just because it may not be in the f- main first showroom here at our place, it doesn't matter. When people are online, all of the cars are in the main showroom. So get that out of your head. Right. <laughs> it doesn't because mean that- as you can tell by the thirteen states we sold to, most yeah. of the sales come from the internet. Yeah. We ninety nine percent of our sales come from the internet, and the one percent that don't technically come from the internet come from the internet right. because that's how they found the car. Mm-hmm. So again, and a guy will say, "Okay, we found. I found this car. I'm going to call Classic Automotive. He calls us." says, hey, I'm interested in buying it. We have it all pulled out for him, ready to go. So it's in front and center. Mm-hmm. He doesn't care where it was before or where it's going right. to be afterwards. What he cares is where it is right now. And where it is right now is right here at the front of the building so he can look at it. And if we come to all the terms and agreement, he can buy the car and, and it's and it's all good. So mm-hmm. don't get hung up on that because it doesn't really matter where it is. It gets the same uh, attention mm-hmm. As any other car. As a matter of fact, one of the things that we've noticed on our YouTube channel and also on our listing sites is that the less expensive cars seem to get more views on on YouTube and TikTok, and they get more views on our listing sites on on eBay and and Hemings because more people can afford mm-hmm. a less expensive car, so more people are looking for those type of cars. So uh, when you Except get to Trans Ams, which are now, <laughs> which I really want to get back into, but apparently I'm gonna have to wait it out. You know, when or you, make more money, or make more money. There you go. Is that I? You know, it's like anything. Our tastes change and evolve and grow, or we can maybe get closer to affording something that we always wanted and then you know then it goes then the market shifts on us they don't stay the same price i just want everything i always had <laughs> right and and i had really good taste apparently because everything i had has is gone skyrocket, gone skyrocket. Yeah. well i just wish i'd have bought you know I, I look back to condos down in florida when i was down there mm-hmm. back in the in the late 80s and early 90s mm-hmm. and the prices of those is just ridiculous and same with cars i mean if you look at the ferrari market if you look at the, the you know the sports car market 962 porsches and 935 racing porsches yeah and all of that stuff has just gone crazy so when we return we'll talk about some of the new inventory that's uh, here at classic auto mall if you haven't been to our website classicautomall.com if you have a question for the podcast podcast at classicautomall.com and uh, we'll return in just a couple minutes see you then it's a museum it's a showroom it's an experience the classic auto mall in morgantown pennsylvania is 336,000 square feet of rare custom and specialty automobiles on display and on consignment From the earliest production cars to modern exotics, Classic Auto Mall is a feast for the eyes and the memories. Stroll through time in any season in this climate-controlled facility that you simply have to see to believe. Admission is free. Just remember to bring comfortable shoes. I am back. Let's talk Venezuelan with Josie Cruz and friends. Every Wednesday morning at 9 a.m. only on America's Web Radio. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. And we're back with the Classic Auto Mall podcast. <laughs> Did I startle you there? No, I didn't. Usually <laughs> I hear his countdown. Yeah, he was he was doing it subliminal. Oh, okay. He and I are on the same wavelength today, Ethan. Thank you, Ethan, for that right. subliminal message that you just <laughs> sent me. So um, anyway, um, we were talking about some of the new inventory that we've gotten in this week. And uh, how about the 2002 Chevrolet Camaro SS 35th anniversary, bright red over ebony. That's the right color for that car, by the way. You Those know. are nice. And how many did they make? They didn't uh, make a whole lot. They didn't. 
Yeah, uh, they're sweet. 8,341 pampered two-owner miles. So, you know, you're talking about a car that is now 21, almost 22 model mm-hmm. years old. And to have 8,300 miles on it, which is – I like that it doesn't have 80 miles. I At least it's got some use and some ability to have been used and driven and sorted out and not just left to sit. Because when they're sitting, obviously there creates other issues from time to time that you may or may not find out about from time to time. A lot of guys buy these as collections uh, with 80 miles on them or 50 miles on them or 5 miles on them. And they haven't been driven in 22 years, but five miles. So if you were ever wanting to drive it, which really doesn't make sense to do, uh, then you'd probably have to do quite a few things to it. There'll be rubber and seals and things that need to be fixed. So one with 8,300 miles mm-hmm. on it at least has been driven and utilized and lubricated and started probably on a regular basis. And, and that helps. That's, that's all important. I'd much rather have a, a car that was restored that's got 5,000 miles on it than a car that was restored that has five miles on it because nothing's been sorted out and there are things that could or could not go wrong. And so you just got to be so careful on these low, low mileage cars in, in as much as what are you planning to do with them? Mm-hmm. You know, are you planning to drive them? Are you plan, which again, I don't recommend if you're going to buy an 80 or a 2002 Camaro. And you want to drive it as your daily driver, then don't buy one with 8,300 miles. <laughs> buy one with 60,000 miles because uh-huh. the value is different. The price is different. And, and yes, you'll have to fix things, but it'll be no different than the low mileage one. And so, you know, as long as you know what your end use is and when you're talking to somebody, whether it's one of our guys or anybody you're buying a car from, you know, let them know that. Let them know what your thought is and what your plans are for the car because they may say to you, that ain't the right car for you. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, maybe it's this is a better example or this is a better something for you. And so it's, excuse me, one of those things that that the usage and what you're planning on doing with it is almost as important as what the car is because if you don't let them know, then they're going to maybe sell you something that's mm-hmm. the wrong car. Right. So we don't want to do that. So this one got the original window sticker. It's the SS, the 35th anniversary, 5.7 liter LS1, 325 horsepower, which in 02 was pretty pretty respectable, right? It's fine. Yeah, yeah. That'll move. That'll move. <laughs> yeah, that's not nothing. That's right. Yeah, you know, we don't. Every, everything doesn't have to have 500 horsepower, right? No. And it, it doesn't. That's quick enough. Yeah, plenty quick enough. And uh, and leather seats. So, mm-hmm. uh, and also one of my favorites, the '73 Oldsmobile Delta '88 Royale convertible. Have you seen this car? I don't think I have. Well, did you go to the Philly Auto Show? Y- yes. Then you did. You, you saw this car. It's cranberry metallic. Oh, okay. It's red with the wide white walls. <laughs> no, no. We had it at the Philly Auto Show? Well, we were supposed to. I'm not sure if it's actually oh. or not. So <laughs> it's got 15,000 miles on the crate 350 mm-hmm. rocket V8 motor. <clears throat> Excuse me. When we say crate motor, you know what that means? Of course you do. Came in a crate. It came in a crate. No, it means that you buy it directly from the manufacturer, and it usually does come in a crate, but uh, it just means that it was a brand new motor as opposed to buying something out of a 350 out of a junkyard or, or from your neighbor or whatever. So crate motors are factory-built motors 
and I'm I don't know there all the warranties are different on them, but you can buy just about every motor that or engine that comes in any pretty car much, pretty yeah. much. I mean, even from a Hellcat to a It's all about your wallet, really. Yeah, really true. Uh I'm, yeah, anything's doable, but I mean, I think that there's quite a few mm-hmm. um out there on you know, on a a, a a real available basis. At least there was pre-pandemic. That's true. I'm not sure. I haven't talked to many people who have bought many crate motors lately, so that would be interesting to learn more about is to uh, the availability of those, considering the shortage of parts, the shortage of chips, and different China things. has a bunch now. So oh, do they? It's a one cylinder. They're all one cylinders. <laughs> they have nine horsepower. So, um, so anyway, the '73 Oldsmobile Delta 88. It's got service records. It is cranberry metallic, wide whites. Its thing is just a. It's a. Big old beast. It's just. I love those big old convertibles. They're just so cool. They They are so fun. Remember the Pontiac Grandvilles back in the day, convertibles and the, you know, the Catalinas and the Bonnevilles. Yeah. There was a lot of those cool, big luxury Mm -hmm. cruiser convertibles of the day and they were fun to drive in their place. You know, they, they weren't carving corners and they weren't going zero to 60 in any fast, but to load up 20 of your buddies and go cruising, you know, literally, I think, my mom had a Buickless Sabre in 1974, and it had two front bench seat, bench mm-hmm. seat and a rear bench seat. And we could comfortably put about eight or nine, oh, maybe yeah. ten people in that car. <laughs> Get, carpool the kids to, yeah. to kindergarten? Yeah. Well, we were out doing other things. Oh, all we were right. Not carpooling kids. Yeah, we were older. We were heathens. <laughs> we were out stalking the neighborhood, looking yeah. for girls I or see. whatever it is we were looking for. So, Fun stuff. Yeah. So if you want to relive those memories, <laughs> right here, 73 Oldsmobile Delta 88. How about, now this one's been very popular. I'm surprised it's still here actually. I've, I think we, we may have a deposit on it, so mm-hmm. I could be wrong. Um, 1970 Plymouth Barracuda 340 hardtop. This car is really cool. It's in violet metallic. That's the name of the color. In, in violet. Violet mm-hmm. metallic. Uh, over black. Numbers matching 340. Mm-hmm. Numbers matching A727 automatic transmission. A true Cuda. Uh, lots of receipts and nearly Flawless restoration because you know we don't say flawless ever. Near flawless. We don't say perfect. No, what did Alex Ruzzi say uh, last week? There is no perfect car, only a perfect representation of a oh, car. Which I love great. that. That's right. I love that. That's my new motto. I told him I was stealing it from him. So do it. I, I already did because <laughs> <laughs> I'm already talking to him about it. How you doing today? We've got a fan club, Steve. My goodness, I don't know who that is. I don't either. I hope he knows who we are. Hello. Maybe we owe him money, <laughs> or he owes us money. He's waving like, hey, you can't come get me. Right. Um, also got in an 87, 87 Pontiac Grand Prix hardtop. When do you see an 87 Pontiac? With this mileage? Yeah, black. Yeah. And it's beautiful black. It's a cool looking car. Wow. It looks like a, a classier version of a Monte Carlo. Don't send me letters and mm-hmm. all that over the Monte Carlo thing. I love Monte Carlos. Don't get me wrong. I think Monte Carlos are very cool. Mm-hmm. But this looks like the upscale version of a Monte Carlo from that era. Is it a G-body? Like a G-body? Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay, it's nice. really cool looking. It's got 17,000 actual miles. Wow. Garage kept. Um, original paint. Original interior. Hmm. It's got the 4.3 liter V6, which is, you know. Decent. It's a good engine. That's That's what I got in the the Typhoon. Comes with a four point three. Yeah, but it's got a turbocharger. Yeah, so just a little bit, a little bit different, and bigger pistons. But it was used in a lot of. Oh yeah. Well, was that the same? What was the transverse mounted? uh, Oh, is this this one is is rear wheel drive though, right? Eighty seven. I think it is. Yeah, it's a G body. Yeah, it's a G body. 
what were the the motors they three put eight liters that they put they mounted longitudinally mm-hmm. and they were head gasket eaters yeah right. oh man I had one I I've said this before I had an Oldsmobile silhouette I'm not proud of it but <laughs> I had an Oldsmobile silhouette which as John Travolta said in whatever movie it's the Cadillac of minivans it's the Cadillac of minivans get shorty was the name oh, of the really? movie yeah and he was driving an Oldsmobile silhouette <laughs> and you know it's funny my friend Jerry Durnell who used to be the publisher of Automobile Quarterly was it you know, a huge car guy. And his favorite car he had was a van, a minivan that he had. And he could just, they'd take all the seats out and haul stuff and carry and never worry about it when you parked it and, you know, just loved it. And, and he was the car guy's car guy. Mm-hmm. You know, publishing Automobile Quarterly, if you're not familiar with Automobile Quarterly, it was called a magazine, but to call it a magazine is almost criminal because it was a hardbound, Four times a year book that you got. Is this the British? Was it British? No, it, it was, was American. American. Yeah. Okay. And this thing was just really well done. Mm-hmm. Great articles, very in-depth articles about private collections before you would see lots of, you know, nowadays we know just about every private collection of cars there is, but back then you really didn't. And this would have been back in the late, you know, it started in the fifties, I guess, or even probably sixties. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, but he drove a minivan. Hmm. So here's the car guy's car guy yeah. putting around town in a Chevy Astro van or whatever the heck it was. They are useful. Very, very, you know, a lot of storage. And <laughs> They're very com- – Relatively comfortable. Good gas mileage. Very, well, we had one for the kids with, with the TV in the back and everything. Sure. Well, you're really selling these minivans. Aren't you? You got I like them. De- I saw one in – remember, Ethan? I saw one in Maniunk yesterday for sale. I go, look, there's a minivan for sale. <laughs> look, Ethan, a minivan. <laughs> he was like nice. – Yeah, nice. Appreciate that. Thanks for pointing that out mm-hmm. to me. Couldn't have got through the rest of the day without it. <laughs> so the other thing we just got in was the 1968 Cadillac. Okay. Miller Meteor Ambulance. Ambulance. This thing is so cool. It's red and white over oxblood, our favorite yep. interior color, just because we like to say oxblood. Uh, 60,000 actual miles, one-of-a-kind survivor, 472 cubic inch V8. Of course, you're hauling a lot of steel around in this thing. This thing is – I bet you this thing's got to weigh over 6,000 pounds, wouldn't you guess? I don't know. Yeah, it's got to be pretty it, heavy. It's, it, it, yeah. All the There's equipment. a lot of empty, you know, open space in the sure. middle of these. Fully yes. equipped. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it's got everything. It's, it, you know, it could, it could take you to the hospital. If so there's a whole professional car society world, love hearses and, and limousines, limousines, right? Ambulances and stuff. Yeah. And I'm, a, I'm on their Facebook page. And my dad was a, the president of a volunteer ambulance corps. In Northeast Philadelphia, right. in, in the late sixties, early seventies, and I, he had, he drove one just like that. No kidding. So it brings back a lot of memories because I used to oh. sit in that little, the nurse, right. call it the nurse's seat or the little right. side seat there, and it's uh, I used to play in the ambulance while he was working. And that's awfully, and that's a, I mean, those were awfully fancy for a volunteer department. Yeah. I mean, you know, nowadays the volunteer departments don't have that quite, <coughs> quite as fancy equipment, yeah, as as they did back then. So of course. A new Cadillac wasn't that expensive back in the day, mm. back in 68. What was it, five grand or six yeah, grand? Yeah, I don't probably. know. I don't know what ambulances went for yeah. back then, but it's cool. My dad <clears throat> was an architect, and he was designing uh, a fire station for the local airport in Knoxville, Tennessee, where I grew up. Mm-hmm. And he got to go to Oshkosh, Wisconsin, to help design the fire truck because each one was designed based around the building, not 
uh-huh. around the fire truck right. based on the building. So, <laughs> so you would, you would, you would come up with a building idea, what worked best for your property and layout and entrance and exit and size and height and da 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 da. And then you'd go custom build the fire truck. And he said it was the coolest thing he ever did. It was just, and, and here's a guy who was a, you know, diehard architect, loved designing houses and crown molding and all the fancy columns and all that stuff you do in, in high end houses. But, but he really loved designing that fire truck because that's just not something you can put on your resume every day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I designed a fire truck in That's Oshkosh. Cool. That's really cool. And then the Oshkosh also has the big air show too. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So anyway, uh, some of the new inventory we got yeah. in this week. Um, and we were talking about Amelia going on this week. Uh, all our buddies are there. We're yeah. not. <laughs> Next year, maybe. But we'll go to Greenwich this year, and we'll for be sure. we'll be thankful for that because that's a great and show. Radner and Radner. We love Radner. Mm-hmm. We absolutely love, love Radner. But yesterday was watching some of the Gooding and Company, which is another high end auction house. There's RM. Uh, the four that are or three that are having auctions there this week is RM Auctions out of Canada, Gooding and Company out of California, and Broad Arrow out of Michigan. And uh, these are all the kind of the catalog sales. They're the, all the high end stuff. They're probably the cheapest car you could buy at any one of these auctions would be one of the first or one of the last cars they run across the block in the twenty to 30000 range. Whereas most auctions, that would be the average price of the mm-hmm. selling car, Mecham and those guys, although that's gone up a little bit right. as well, too. Um, but some of the cars they sold, uh, Gooding & Company yesterday sold a 74 Ferrari Dino 246 GTS, $967,000. Those used to be... Yeah. 400, and then prior to that, not that long ago, they were $200,000 cars, and they were hard to sell. It's unbelievable. And now the market is I'm out of the Dino market now. (laughs) Yeah. It was on the list. Yeah. No longer. And when we return, we will talk more about some of the cars that uh, have sold down there and some other interesting stuff uh, here on the Classic Automall podcast. Again, if you want to reach us, uh, podcast at classicautomall.com. And uh, if you want to go to our website and check out the 922 cars on offer, uh, just go to ClassicAutoMall.com. And if you want to hear our podcast, uh, you can go to Spotify and Apple Play and even our website. There's a link from there as well, too. Other thing we added to our website is some of the events coming up. So if you're interested in coming to the events, the contact person for the events, understand that these events that happen here, we don't put on. Mm-hmm. We just give them the space. So if you want to know more information about the swap meet coming up in April or any of the events, you got to call them directly because we don't know the information other than the days that they're here. We give them the space and they run the event. So uh, go on our website under events and you'll see what uh, for the coming year what some of the events are. And we'll be adding to those as we add events. Uh, so when we return, uh, more information about uh, cars. Talk to you in a bit. Since the 1960s. J.C. Taylor has been America's premier specialty insurance provider for classic cars, antique autos, modified, and custom vehicles. Our customers have trusted us to protect their prized possessions for more than six decades. For more information, or to receive a quote, contact our expert team today by calling 888-ANTIQUE, or by visiting our website at jctaylor.com slash awr. That's 888-268-4783 or visit jctaylor.com slash awr drive through time with peace of mind jc taylor if you love classic cars you're going to want to listen to the classic car show with tom cox and richard lentinello on america's web radio live every saturday at 9 a.m eastern at americaswebradio.com or on demand on your favorite podcast app You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. 
And we're back with the Classic Auto Mall podcast from the Classic Auto Mall studio in Morgantown, Pennsylvania, right next to the casino. I went there last night. It was fun. I had a good time. When I start, you know, sleeping over <laughs> Friday, Saturdays, I'm going to be hanging out there. Yeah, it'd be regular over there. They have your name on a little <laughs> plaque on the bar. It said this belong this place belongs oh. to Steve. You know, it's funny. They were. I mean, it was busy over there. Of course, you know, this time of year it's cold outside. There's not a whole lot to do. Mm-hmm. Obviously, outside there's not a lot of car events going on. So, you know, people tend to do more indoor things. That's, you know, we're busier actually in the wintertime than we are in the summertime here at Classic Automobile because in the summertime there's plenty of things to do and, 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 you know, you don't want to come necessarily spend all day indoors. Is there a strategy where you watch somebody sit at a machine for a long time and they're just doing bad and then they get up? And there are guys that watch that, that, right. that like that. Look at the payout, the last payout from the machine. They'll stand and analyze a machine before mm-hmm. they'll play it, and they're looking at things. And I don't know if this machine's talking to them or what the deal is, but there, you know, there's rules of thumb. The guy says once it hits a big one, it's not going to hit a big right. one again. And I, I it's don't like an know. algorithm. It's yeah, like, and there is an algorithm, but I don't think it's. I think that you could hit the biggest hand, and then two hands later you could hit it again. Huh. You might not hit it again. In another 40,000 hands, but mm-hmm. you never know. I mean, the, the Royal Flush No Deuce on Deuces Wild is the king daddy of all. That's, if you're playing quarters and you're playing five quarters at a time or a dollar 25 a hand and you hit that, it's 4,000 quarters you win. So, right, like a yeah, thousand dollars. So on a dollar 25 an investment, that's not bad, mm-hmm. but you can't look at it that way. You can't say, oh, well, I only invested a dollar 25 because you invested way more than that to get you, to that. Yeah, week after week. Week after week, <laughs> after day, after night, after it's four in the morning and you got it. No, it's not. we don't do that. <laughs> what you time know. do they close over there? I don't know. Uh, oh, you you don't stay till the midnight hour. No, gosh, no. We were we were home. We Attention, went. ladies and gentlemen, we are closing in five minutes. Please finish we, your your hand. We were home last night at seven thirty. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, you're. Early. That's like when we went to visit my my dad went to visit my grandfather. I told you the story. We went Sun City Center, Florida. Went out for cocktails, dinner, right. after dinner drinks and dancing, and we're there home by six forty five. <laughs> so that's the way we felt last night. We went over and had dinner at a great uh, ch- uh, Chinese restaurant, okay. uh, Red Lotus. And, uh, had some great food over there and then gambled a little bit and realized, gosh, it's only 7.30 and we went home. They so should sponsor us. They should. Hey, if you're listening over there, yeah. can you hear me? <laughs> so, uh, anyway, uh, talking about Amelia Island, Gooding and Company, uh, yesterday also sold a 62, 1962 Ferrari 250 GT short wheelbase California Spider for $18,045,000. Is <laughs> This thing. That's insane. It's money. insanity. It's just how, <clears throat> what's your net worth got to be to buy an $18 million? Car? I don't know, a lot. I mean, it can't be 50 million, right? A couple hundred million. <clears throat> at least. At least. Yeah. At least. You can't be a 50 million dollar guy. No, spend 18 million on and a car. And then try to convince your wife you just spent 18 of it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So this thing was, um, Azuro Metalizado, which is like this icy bluish, mm-hmm. not turquoise, a prettier version of a turquoise. I'm not a big turquoise fan of the 50s turquoise right. type stuff. This is a prettier version of hmm. that. Just a gorgeous car, but $16 million. Mm-hmm. I mean, $18 million, yeah. excuse me. Plus fees. Plus the fees. No, it's 18 with the fees. With the 18 fees. over. Yeah. Still, that's, <laughs> yeah. If it was plus the fees, it'd be close to 20 million. Mm-hmm. So, and this is getting more and more commonplace of seeing $15 million plus cars. And I mean, to see 
that kind of money being spent in this hobby gives you, you know, pause to think that really wealthy guys, you know, think that there's the hobby's still in good shape and going to continue to be in good shape. And uh, when guys are spending eighteen million dollars or ten million dollars or even a million dollars on a car, I mean, million dollar cars are so commonplace it doesn't even get a round of That's applause right. anymore at the auction house. What's the insurance on an eighteen million dollar car? <laughs> I'm serious. What? <laughs> it's got. How do you be. even insure something like that? I would imagine that there you've got to go somewhere special for yeah. something like Lloyd's of London. Lloyd's of London. Yeah, which is one thing that you know you always like musicians insured their Eddie Van Halen insured his hands for Carrie Underwood's legs. Yeah, for example. <laughs> you knew that just right yes, off the top well, of your head. Yeah, yes, I did. <laughs> but um, you know, yeah, an eighteen million dollar. I mean, I don't know. Let's see if you got a sixty thousand dollar car and uh-huh. you go and insure it, and it's a thousand dollars a month. No, no, oh, a year, a year. yeah, thousand or twelve hundred dollars a year, let's right. say. So that's uh, what is that? So one percent is <laughs> six thousand. One tenth of one percent. So one tenth of one percent of eighteen or one hundred eighteen million. Twenty thousand a year. Yeah, something like that. Maybe twenty five thousand dollars a year. Yeah, on insurance. <laughs> on insurance, just alone. Well, and then you got upkeep and maintenance and all that, and you got to store it, and you got right. you know, all that good stuff. That's what people don't understand about these old cars is that the ability to hold on to a car for me now, eighteen million dollar car is a little different animal. Mm-hmm. But to say back back when we were growing up, and oh, why didn't you buy a sixty nine Z twenty eight Camaro and hold on to it? It's just it's just too much. There's too t- much time and things and life changes and money and, and just things that go on that you can't just – it's just not as easy as it sounds. I mean, how many people live in the same house that they lived in 40 years ago or even 10 years ago mm-hmm. for that matter? I mean, people – we're a more fluid society more anymore. Transient. Transient. You know, it used to be back in the 40s and 50s, people would get married and live in the same house until they died. And if you had a three-car garage, you had room for one extra car. You had one extra car in it, and that was that. And you always had it, and you always had space for it. You know, now – and then people didn't get divorced back then. You talk about sucking the life out of a car collection. <laughs> Throw mm-hmm. a divorce in there. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Well, is good. True? I, well, I, I, yeah, it could be. Well, it probably, yes, it is. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> it's very true. No. So, sorry. Well, <laughs> so you're, you're back on your feet. Yeah, yeah, we're back on our feet again. So, uh, the but collection it, is renewed. <laughs> it's renewed. Of course, now all my collection is later model stuff mm-hmm. because – I don't know why. Because I guess I, there's so many to choose from that are here that I could go out and drive and kind of get my fix going and test driving around the parking lot or whatever that that I I don't get as many of the later model stuff in here that are for sale mm-hmm. and therefore I don't get to scratch that itch. Right. So uh, with uh, with the later model stuff, that's stuff that's fun that I can go out and drive and enjoy and not break down in downtown sure. or have something you know an issue going on and and be out on a day when I'm just trying to enjoy myself. Exactly. You know? So it's like anything. We um, we 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 think that it sounds easy until you have to do all the math of what it takes to do it. So um, RM's uh, auction is just starting in about seventeen minutes from where we are right now, and they have a Duesenberg expecting to to garner three point eight to four point five million dollars, mm-hmm. which. There are some special specialty, you know, Duesenberg Model J's are special in of their own self, but there are special versions of those that are, you know, some will go for a million and some will go for four or five million. What's the difference? Well, it's, you know, different rarity and body style and, and styling cues and how well it was restored or if it's been restored. Uh, a lot of factors play into these things, and that's in that rarefied air that – you got to be really careful and know what you're doing because the difference between a million dollar Duesenberg and a five million dollar Duesenberg may look the same to me and you. 
It may look the same to somebody who doesn't study Duesenbergs, who doesn't know these things. And, of course, listen, if you're spending that kind of money, you've obviously done your homework or you've paid somebody to do your homework mm-hmm. for you. So it's not as if uh, you can do, you're just going to go in there blindly and start raising your hand. You've probably had an expert in the mark look it over, tell you what is good, what is bad, what would need to be fixed. And what your goal is for the car? Are you are you planning to take it to Pebble Beach, or are you planning to take it to Amelia Island, or, or or Radnor, or Greenwich, or any of these concours, or are you just planning to drive it and use it? You know, changes the equation on what you want to do and how you want to do it. I mean, we talk about detailing on these high end cars, and you know, our front buddy Tim McNair with Grand Prix Concours, who does uh, amazing detailing with dry ice and. Oh, magic wands steam and steam and, and, and <laughs> dried walnuts and yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they do all this stuff. <laughs> and, uh, and he'll tell you that, you know, it can, you can spend a, spend a pretty penny if that's your goal is to, to win one of the top awards. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, you know, it's funny that, um, uh, guys like him can look at a car and they can tell you, you know, what it needs, what it doesn't need, what you should do and what you shouldn't do. You know, a lot of times you can do more harm than good. You know, it's like, taking it to the wrong person mm-hmm. and them putting the wrong kind of, you know, buffing wheel on it or, you know, the paint may be lacquer or it may be something mm-hmm. that you have to be very, very careful with. And I don't know when they started doing like chalk marks on cars in the factory as they're building it, but some of that stuff can, if you accidentally wash it off and you have a Concorde level right. car, then you lose points. Oh, for, especially for muscle cars. Yeah. Definitely. I mean, you see, if you look on the, in the engine compartment, there are so many chalk marks that we wouldn't have, we probably wouldn't have even thought of back in the day. Like mm-hmm. when you, when you bought right. a car back in the day, you didn't, you didn't look under the hood unless you just had to. Mm-hmm. You know, like uh, I can, you know, my mom's Buick LeSabre. She never looked under the hood. Of course she did. Now I looked under the hood only because we flipped the air cleaner over. Right. To make it sound really cool when you got on it. But, <laughs> but, but you, I mean, people didn't necessarily pay much attention to the engine compartment. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they were paying more attention to the exterior look and sure. the comfort and the, all the stuff that went inside of it, not the outside part of it. So, um, so it, it was one of those things that you didn't look at. But if you had of, you would have realized that there's all kinds of chalk marks and there's little colors of different colors of, of tape that wrap around a, a wire or a right. cord or a, a hose. Uh, or something on the clamp and a tag and believe it or not, zip ties didn't exist till right. fairly recently. So <laughs> yeah. if you see one, it's not it's not factory correct. How'd you like to have been the guy invented zip I'll ties? You, you know what? I was thinking that the other day when somebody was uh, I saw some tip on TikTok or something, and it's, right. it, was about, it was about zip ties, and I'm like, man, they they are so yeah, it's. Pretty amazing. Whoever has the patent on zip ties, good for you. Yeah. Or he probably owns a eighteen million dollar Ferrari two fifty California. Yeah. Short wheelbase. <laughs> um RM's got another a fifty nine California long wheelbase California spider. Its estimate is nine to eleven million. It sells today. Mm. And then they've got a Bugatti Chiron or Chiron. Mm-hmm. I don't know how that pronounced. I know I saw a whole video on that too the other day. What did they say? Like, Chiron or Chiron? I, I I didn't watch it till the end, so I don't know. <laughs> I think it's Chiron. Chiron. Yeah, two point seven to three million dollars. Sure. And they've got a Pagani. Uh, uh Wyra? Uh, it's the other one. No, I think it's the other one, and it's like five or six million dollars. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, it's just crazy. I mean, some of the the pricing on some of this stuff has just, you know, gotten to be out of hand. Then they take it to the other extreme. I was just, I was on, what was on? Not bring a trailer, but something I was looking at, and uh, maybe barn finds. A 1974 Pontiac Ventura GTO. Okay. (laughs) 
Those were kind of cool looking. Remember they had the hood scoop it like a Trans Am? The Trans Am hood yeah. scoop. I love those. Yeah. They only made 7,000. Like we've had one here at some point. Uh, we had something that was like that, but I don't think we oh, had those. Oh, those are cool. Very cool. Last year for the GTO. Now listen to this. A quarter mile in 17 seconds. Blistering fast. <laughs> Blistering. You wouldn't even wear out the tires at all. That's not that bad for 1974. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the Malays for, for, era. For, yeah, for a regular car. Yeah. But it was cool looking. I mean, it did, it had the Pontiac hood scoop and, you Love know, that. that was pretty cool. And, and so it was one of those cars that, uh, no, no, no 30 <laughs> seconds. Sorry. I was pretty sure. I'll go in. I was all, I was going into my last 30 second mode and then you just said no to me. So I can talk more about the, the Ventura GTO, which was, it looked like a Nova from back in the day. It actually was. It was based on the Nova. Mm. Um, it was a, a Venture. It was a rebadged Nova, basically, uh, back in the day. I think mm. it had a 350 in it. Yeah. And uh, they were cool-looking cars, though. I think a, a neighbor kid had one that mm-hmm. was like chocolate brown. And mm. it was a pretty good-looking car. We do have one in the Philadelphia area that shows up at car shows frequently. I love right. that car. Well, the other one was the uh, Can Am from 1977, mm-hmm. and oh, that right. was that had the Trans Am hood scoop on. Yep. It was a Pontiac Can Am based on the, I guess, <sighs> would have been yeah. Well, what is that model? Not the Ventura, but uh, not Catalina. No. It might have been something close to that. When we return, I'll tell you all about <laughs> it because I'll look it up and find out exactly. what it was. Uh, we'll be back with the Classic Automall podcast in just a few minutes. Thanks. When it comes to car magazines, are you tired of reading about mega-dollar collector cars you can't afford, or endless reporting on auctions and how-to tech stories that don't interest you? Then Crankshaft is the car magazine for you. Crankshaft is a 144-page softcover quarterly filled with all sorts of fascinating stories, the type of car features you won't find anywhere else. It features American and foreign cars, pre- and post-war era cars of distinction including sports cars, muscle cars, and regular family sedans too. To discover what many car enthusiasts are saying is the best car magazine ever published, you can purchase either a single copy for $12.95 plus $3 postage, or a one-year subscription, four issues, for $59.95. To order your copy, go to www.crankshaftmagazine.com. That's www.crankshaftmagazine.com. If you love classic cars, you're going to want to listen to The Classic Car Show with Tom Cox and Richard Lentinello on America's Web Radio. Live every Saturday at 9 a.m. Eastern at americaswebradio.com or on demand on your favorite podcast app. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the americasbroadcastnetwork.com. Thank you for listening. And we're back with the Classic Auto Mall podcast. Man, our off-air banter ought to be online. That's right. the stuff that we should air, right? Yeah, right. It's, no. No. <laughs> Do not. It's all... It's all deleted it's, at the end of the yeah, day. Yeah, you're lying to me. Yeah. It's all going to bite me one of these days. We'll, we'll make people pay for that, I, for the privilege. I like that. That's good. I, I like, like that. that. Smart. See, Behind the scenes. You know, I, lo- I love that. What do you call that exclusive content for yeah. uh, subscribers, subscribers only? The Peterson Automotive Museum has a yes. uh, basement tour, and a lot of museums now have a basement tour. It was cars that were not out on display, and, right. and they were, you know, you were only get to see the cars that they picked to curate on display, but there was thousands, or not thousands, let me rephrase yeah, that. Yeah. There was lots more in the basement mm-hmm. that we would love to see, even sitting in a parking garage, you know? And sometimes they rotate them up to the, for, for display, but a lot of them are stored in the basement. Yeah, they're just there. In Los Angeles, which is yeah. weird. Yeah, so. But, you know, I applied for Peterson before it was even built. Really? As they were developing it, there was announcements and everything in L.A., and I was living out there. And What were you thinking your job would be? I didn't care. I just, just wanted, wanted to be a part, to be a part of it. Of it. Yep. Yeah. I still have the original brochure from when, from before it was built. 
the announcement of it coming out, and they well, did a whole little color brochure. I could have gotten you that job. Good job. Because Ken Gross was the first executive director of it, and he was a buddy of mine. Or was, is a buddy of mine. Wow. He's going to be on our show. How about that? So I could have gotten you the job. Well, I didn't know you back then. He did not. Shame on you. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, Ken's a great guy. We'll have him on the show. He's a automotive historian and mm-hmm. loves hot rods and loves all cars and we run into him at all the events that we do and he's just so knowledgeable and fun to know and and like i say we'll have him on the show in the next couple of weeks because i need to get my butt out of lazy gear and start calling some of these people that want to be on our show mm-hmm. but i get busy and don't you know get a chance to call them for whatever reason so um so uh drive to survive is back on it it dropped last friday right. which was the probably the 20 no let's see what is today today's the fourth did it didn't drop yesterday no it dropped a week ago last week right? yeah last yeah, friday somebody in our car club mentioned that i i don't i don't I haven't seen it yet. Is it an old series or it's new? No, it's new. new. It's it's based on last year's F1 season. Gotcha. And it's the fifth year of their – the fifth iteration of it, uh, mm-hmm. five seasons they've done. And uh, it's interesting. It's behind the scenes of Formula One and the circus that it is and was and will always be. Um, and, of course, it's one of those shows that uh, I'm sure – you know, it's reality to what level. Okay, it's mostly reality, but there's – there's scripted parts and there's parts that they probably use that weren't actually related to that particular conversation that they're with, but it looks good and it sounds good and all that. But it's, it's pretty fascinating. You learn quite a bit about the drivers and their personalities and things like that. And, and it's, and it's well done. And they did one uh, for golf as well too recently, which was pretty interesting because, you know, you, you see, you see athletes and, 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 you know, race car drivers and tennis players or and golfers in this particular instance is just kind of, you know, talking normal, mm-hmm. you know, not, not doing the camera 30 second sound bite of, you know, this is why I didn't make the cut or this is why I did this or this is why I didn't qualify like that. And you hear them talking just about normal stuff and cutting up and cussing and all that. It's like when you were on the Boyd cutting thing. Exactly. And you were in the side room talking. Uh, and, yeah. And they snuck that camera through the blinds. <laughs> I forgot that I had a microphone on, you know, you always have the microphone and you think when the camera's in front of you, okay, now I know I'm on the air, right. but you're always on the air because they're maybe a thousand yards behind you with some they have a lavalier, wireless yeah. lavalier. So you're yeah. walking around with it. You go to the bathroom. Anything, yeah, anything you say. So <laughs> if you say weird things in the bathroom, you should, probably shouldn't do that. If you're on the lavalier, Mike Duff, right. Boyd Coddington, American Hot Rod Show. Turn it off. Yeah. So it was interesting. I was on for all of 10 seconds on one episode uh, and they filmed me for a whole entire weekend, which is right. really interesting the way that that works. And we've discussed that in the past ad nauseum, so we won't continue that, but it is pretty interesting. And uh, Boyd was an interesting guy. He, uh, he had the reputation as being kind of gruff and mm-hmm. rough around the edges, but uh, he had a good hearted guy. You mm-hmm. know, I saw him do some pretty amazing things. A buddy of mine's uh, son had some medical issues and wrecked his car and uh, we were out in California, and this friend of mine lived in Indiana, and uh, he, uh, the son called our friend. We were all sitting there with Boyd at a restaurant and uh, called him and said, hey, Dad, I just wrecked my car. And, and we could tell what he was talking about. We couldn't hear the other part of the conversation. And Boyd says, give me that phone. And he says, hey. He goes, this is Boyd Coddington. He said, uh, what would you do to your car? And he told him. He said, all right, I'll have a truck there tomorrow and uh, have it ready to go. We'll see you later. And Put the phone, gave the phone back to the, the father, and the next day a truck picked the car up, took it all the way from Indiana to California, not only fixed the damage on them, it was a Mustang, fixed the damage on it, added a kick-ass stereo, right. uh, added some cool wheels, some Boyd wheels, sent it back to him, no charge. 
Nice. You know, and, and it wasn't an asked for thing. Right. It wasn't a, it wasn't a thought out. It wasn't a PR thing that he did. It was just something he did because he felt like he could do it and it was the right thing to do. So, uh. Well, sometimes those reality shows create this persona. Right. Just to create drama or whatever. Oh, sure. He's gruff and he's, yeah. you know, he's on his employees and stuff. Yeah. But in reality, that's not always the way it is. It was designed for that. But I tell you that, um, you know, what a visionary with it when it came to hot rods and some of the stuff that he built, especially some of the later stuff, the what the hay, the Delahaye based, mm-hmm. uh, black car that sold it at Barrett for 500,000, uh, that one year, which was, you know, a rocket ship compared to what anything else, I mean, price wise, what anything had ever sold. Sold for, and then the French Connection, which was a beautiful uh, uh, French-styled swooping Fender car that uh, Rocky Walker, his uh, one of his good clients, bought. And uh, he also had the Ghetto Princess, which was the green, the lime green Impala with the lime green motorcycle <laughs> that went with it. Odd, odd car, not for everybody, right? His innovation lives on. I mean, his legacy lives Absolutely. on. Absolutely, some of the hot rods today. And as of late, watching some of the uh, some of his uh, work sell at auction, they're starting to bring really good money. Mm-hmm. You know, but of course, that seems to be the case in a lot of instances. You know, television has done a lot for the classic car auction business. But I'll caution you: it's like anything, and I say this time and time again, and I'll say it till I'm blue in the face. Uh, and, and I'm not putting down the competition. Auctions aren't for everybody, and they mm-hmm. aren't for every car. And just because you see one that looks pretty close to what you have and is selling for pretty good money doesn't mean that yours is going to sell for that much. And it's not cheap to go to these auctions and load it up and head them on out and and stay in at a hotel. You know, go price a hotel in Scottsdale, Arizona in January. <laughs> yeah. Or Amelia yeah, yeah. this weekend. Yeah, right. You know, I think the Ritz-Carlton's 1500 a night. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't include food. <laughs> That's not all you can eat. That is, you know, it is what it is. So, and listen, I'm not saying anything against auctions because sometimes auctions hit home runs. Mm-hmm. I mean, you yeah. know, a Ferrari for $18 million, that pretty much tells you anything you need to know. But they're not for everybody and they're right. not for everything. And it's not for the faint of heart. Uh, that's a lot of pressure standing up there on the block and you got a car for sale. And some auctions are absolute, meaning no reserve. You can't put a reserve on them. They sell for whatever they bring. And, and again, there is no rhyme or reason to what things will or won't bring. So you just got to be really, really careful and know what you're doing. No different than anything else in this world. Don't jump into something half cocked. Don't jump into the, you know, to the deep end of the pool if you don't know how to swim. Uh, find out, do your homework, figure out what the best alternative is. And I'll tell you, if you call me and tell me what car you have and tell me what you're thinking about doing with it, and if I think sending it to an auction is a better uh, option, I, I will recommend that. And we can also help you with that, mm-hmm. too. We can help make the arrangements for auctions. We do that for clients and, and, and represent the car for you so you don't have to do that, so you don't have to feel that pressure. So we certainly do that for clients. But for the most part, the nice thing about our process is you have no upfront fees to consign your car with us. And if you bring it to us and after three months it hasn't sold, then you might look at other options. Then you could say, well, okay, what it didn't do well there. Wonder what another venue might be. Or vice versa. You take it sure. to an auction, put a reserve on it. It doesn't meet it. Uh, you're, you're adamant that you want that much money. Bring it to our place. Mm-hmm. Let us try it at that price point. Maybe we'll – a lot of times we get a different buyer. Right. Uh, not everybody's comfortable with the auction format. Buying and selling. Some people love it. Some people, you know, swear by it. I love it. It's fun. Um, I enjoy uh, the auctions and the thrill of the chase and all that. But it ain't for everybody. So. This place caters, I think, more to people who are n- not in a rush, right, to sell a car. Yeah. Listen, it could take three weeks or it could take three, three months. months. Yeah. And if you and if you take your car to an auction, the problem is, is the better you do at an auction, the more lead time you got to give them. Mm-hmm. 
to promote it. So if if you want to take it to an auction, uh, you can't take it to an – I mean, you can – you can't take it to an auction that's running next week. You need to take it to an auction that's three or four months from now so they can promote it on their marketing and social sites and everything that they do. So you run right back into a time frame-wise. Same thing you got here. Because if you can sign a car last minute to an auction, you get none of that marketing advantage mm-hmm. that costs you no more money, whether you can sign it today or or three months ago, but you get all that extra value in marketing and the opportunity to sell the car. And if you don't do that and consign it a week out, then you're just really shooting from the hip mm-hmm. and you don't know what you'll get. Plus there's the expense of take if you have a reserve car, the expense of taking it back. Now, yeah, you gotta take it home. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you you took it out to Scottsdale and it was mm-hmm. you know, twenty five hundred dollars to ship it there and now it's twenty five hundred dollars to get it back. And it was fifteen hundred to put it in the auction and it was, you know, ten on both sides, commission is ten percent and ten percent. Right. And then you had to eat. And then, you know, (laughs) then party a little or whatever you do and uh, buy some swag and some die-cast cars. Right. Boy, you know, you spend a little bit of money. And again, sometimes that is the right answer for Mm -hmm. the car, but not always. And, you know, give us a shot at it. Let us look at your collection. If you've got more than one car, let us give you advice of where we think what car will do well here and what car maybe will do better at another venue. Because we're happy to tell people that. We're happy to tell people that, you know, that just doesn't fit or that doesn't make sense. Um, what we want to do is be your first thought when it comes to classic cars. And whether we sell it or whether we do anything with you for it, it's just a matter of us giving you the kind of advice that, you know, all these years we've been doing this stuff. Mm-hmm. We've done it a couple of one, once or twice. We've been around the block a few times. <laughs> we have. So. And I love the idea of, you know, a high-end boutique. Yeah. More sl- different vibe. Yeah. To classic automobile. Yeah. I mean, listen, it's, it's, we, we try to be all things to everybody mm-hmm. and, and you can't be all things to everybody. Mm-hmm. I get that, but we try to be, as many different segments of the hobby to people as we possibly can, whether that's old barn finds uh, that need everything to, you know, the Cobra that we have here, the Batmobile that we have here, um, some of the Hemi stuff we have here, some of the numbers matching, you know, big block Corvettes that we have here that, you know, break the bank and are continuing to break the bank. I mean, 63 split window. Mm-hmm. My goodness gracious. <laughs> you know, and so we're, you know, like I said, we're a little bit of everything to everybody. We've got, we're getting more and more of the, uh, uh, the later model cars in, like the Toyota Supras, which we were talking about. Right. And, uh, you know, I was wondering, you know, the new Supra is kind of odd. It's an odd duck. It's an odd looking car. Um, it doesn't really remind me of the old Supra like the, like the new Challenger reminds me of the mm-hmm. old Challenger. But I was wondering, are they selling many of them? In 19, they only sold 2,800 of them. Mm-hmm. So hard to You just that. don't see them on the road. I don't think people are using them as daily drivers no. very much. And uh, they're, they're some, apparently they're very well-balanced, great car to drive. And uh, I wouldn't doubt that they were a blast to drive, but they're like the 370Zs or mm-hmm. whatever, Datsuns or Nissans. I didn't really enjoy the look of those as much. Anyway, uh, when we return next week, uh, we might have a guest on. Okay. We can talk to and spend a little time with All right. and, you know. Or we'll just talk cars. <laughs> we'll just keep plenty talking. Plenty to cars. talk about. There's 950 cars here, and I have plenty of notes here. So uh, anyway, thanks for joining us today on the podcast, and uh, hope you turn in, tune in again, and tell all your friends and come see us at Classic Auto Mall in Morgantown, PA. Talk to you soon. See you. We appreciate you listening to our show, and don't forget to come visit us in person next time you're in southeastern Pennsylvania. Admission is free, and our hours are on our website, ClassicAutoMall.com. 
You can reach us by telephone at 888-227-0914 or via email at info at classicautomall.com. To reach the show, email us at podcast at classicautomall.com. Classic Auto Mall podcast is produced by CarSmarts Media with music by the Pat Travers Band. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening.